on. You know, it's freaking, it's two years in, and I, I want to just shout, ladies and gentlemen, but it's like, at what point do we reinvent it, you know? Do we reinvent the wheel? Do you have to be like, hey, maybe the other shapes will work? That's kind of where I'm at. Do I keep saying ladies and gentlemen, or I try and come up with something new? Because if there was ever a time to do it, two years in is going to be it. So I'm really, I'm really struggling with how do I really bring it, you know? New audience, new age, new time, new me. How do I really introduce myself in the show? You know what? Let me just try a couple things, see if it sticks. Boys and girls! <laughs> That's too similar. Yippee skippy, guys! No, I don't, I don't know if I'm feeling that one. <laughs> Was this a balloon storm because we popping off? Yeah, it's not really thematic enough. Hope you took geology class because we're about to rock! That's not really me, is it? What's up? It might be a bit intimidating. Ooh. Yo! Is that a bit much? Ah, you know, I, I don't know what to do. Oh well, maybe next year. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's one of those things. I don't know how to do it, right? Well, I know we're all I'm a little worried, a little nervous. I'm a little Ladies and gentlemen! Welcome back to Full Circus. My name is Tristan Sartoris. Always has been, always will be. The show's full, but don't worry. I got a couple side tickets. Doesn't matter, guys. I mean, it does. It's important information. But hey, how are you doing? Welcome back. This is episode two year, okay, of the show. And listen, I went back and forth about how to introduce myself and the show because it's a spectacular event. I get that. It's beautiful, but there's no way to properly encapsulate all the magical energy that is surrounding this specific episode. So I'm sorry. That's all I got for you. Hey, welcome. This is this is two years. And I'm not going to give you the whole shtick, okay? I, I went through the thing on episode 100. I said, you guys are the best. I'm the best. This is me. You know, we, we get that. We're all awesome here, so I'm not going to... Repeat that. Don't worry. Everything's going to be okay, man. It's going to be okay. But we should give a round of applause, right? Again, round, round of applause for everybody involved in the show, mostly me, with all the hard work and dedication I've put forth to get us here. But I'm happy to have you guys here with me today. It is spectacular. I don't have any big decorations, all right? It's like if you have an anniversary and it's like the day after Christmas. You're like, hey, you know, happy anniversary. We're jolly. Everything's fun. But I told you how we felt yesterday. We had a big feast, a whole fest, just a little bit ago. I can't repeat. And even if I try to repeat and bring the old decorations out, they don't even work. The shark doesn't even float anymore. What kind of shark doesn't float? So anyways, that was kind of my taking. That was my point that I, I can't do that. There's no point. You get it. We understand we're on the same page. Two years in, you just kind of get it. You're in a group. You don't have to big grandiose what's the word expressions of gratefulness you guys get it the podcast is two years old two all right you don't have to big maybe when the kids one but two you don't gotta throw a big bash he gets it. he's like hey it's whatever i you know i'm I'm two i'm two i'm fine i've never had a two-year-old but i don't know i assume that maybe they can develop a new york accent and not have any interest in materialism or cake but listen it's two years old. It's a toddler now, right? And what do toddlers do? Again, don't have one, but I assume they get into trouble, okay? They start expanding the horizons, climbing, going places they shouldn't go. And that's hopefully where this podcast will really begin to take off. We'll just start going places where we're probably not supposed to be, but you know what? We're grubby little hands. We walk, we climb, we go places, all right? So I'm happy to be a toddler here today. I'm sorry, you know, for all the people who tuned in. They're like, oh, I thought it was going to be special. I thought two years is going to come and do special stuff. Listen, hey, listen, every single episode is special in its own way. They're like my babies. They are my children. All right, I have 105 of them. Not a good luck, but, you know, the metaphor should still carry on. I got 105 beautiful babies, and I love them all uniquely and beautifully the same. But it's, you know, kind of. It's like parents, you know, saying, hey, I love all my kids the same equally. Sure, right? I mean, you love them the same, but do you enjoy them all the same at the same time? No, right? I'm speaking as a favorite child myself. I know that that's just something parents do and other non-favorite kids are around. Like, no, no, no. We love all of you the same. You know, right? So I get it. 
But that's kind of how the episodes work. They're all beautiful. We love them the same, but sometimes we enjoy one more than the other. Episode 52 is great. It's amazing. But sometimes you go, yeah, you just shut up. Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else, right? I understand. But hopefully for right now, we can love and enjoy this beautiful two-year anniversary. I'm happy to be here with you guys today. So without further ado, <laughs> let's get into the show. Before I say anything else, actually. I do need to address my Tristan's missus. Okay, and Tristan's missus is Mr. Buddy Missus. Swish oh, brick. But before I say brick, I have to say something else, okay? One of my misses that I forgot to address on the last one, this is the reason I missed, is because I forgot to bring it up on the last one. It happened two episodes ago. I did a camping bit where I said, hey, camping's stupid, right? Point blank. That's kind of whole shtick. That was, that was what I was saying. I don't really need to dive in the details of why camping's stupid or you snuggle up in a sleeping bag like you just came from Walmart. You know, who's why are you in the plastic? Get out of there. Go in a house. Be safe. But some people disagreed. They thought, what do you mean? Camping's beautiful. I unlock my chakras. It's, it's, I find a different level of inner peace and, you know, whatever. And they disagreed. I ruffled some feathers. And... <laughs> They had a problem with it. Now, again, it's a comedy show. Not everything I mean is supposed to be taken literally. I don't even know what I'm saying half the time. I just keep on running in my mouth, right? It's a literature marathon. And I just let it go. So anyways, they had beef. And they said, well, you should go outside. You should do so. Listen, <laughs> I go outside. But this isn't my problem, right? If you want to be upset about what I said about camping, it's fine. But I was open to hearing it. I was going to apologize. I thought, you know what? I didn't mean to say it. It's all just a joke. But then the people who had a beef with camping said, you don't know what it's like to wake up outside and see the sunrise. And I shut it down right there. Before I heard any more, I went, the, <laughs> the sunrise? That's your main event of an argument closure? Hey, what about the sunrise? Huh? Has anyone seen the sun? The sunrise? By the way, don't mean the crap on the Lord's work, but the sun happens every day. All right? So I get it. Sunrises, they're fine. They're great. But it happens all the time. I love bacon. But if I have it every day, I'm not going to go, oh, if only I could eat it outside. You know what else happens every day? the postal service but we don't sit by our windows like our dogs and go hey tim there is the package amazon it doesn't matter it's great it's i'm glad that it's happening but i don't need to see it just to know it don't make a diff camping still not all you think it's cracked up to be and that's okay that we can have different opinions okay you like whatever you're doing snuggle up watch the sun okay but I'm going to sit inside and I'm going to feel great. I'll go outside, but when it comes nighttime, guess what? I got shelter. And when the bears start coming, you're like, oh, I don't want to be a camper anymore. See, anything where you have to start bailing out because of different situations don't exist. Lightning, I got to go inside. Bears, go inside. Rain. Thieves. <sighs> Whatever. Also, does your house not have windows? I can see the sunrise from my bedroom. I can be like this as cozy as anyone has ever been and go, oh, look at that, another one. So anyways, I was going to apologize, but the sunrise, that's not a good argument, all right? So it's not a Tristan's miss, it's a Tristan's, oh, ding, 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 swish, bonus points. It starts thinking around, I go up and they slam it. So anyways, big props to me for defending myself <laughs> and really driving home the fact that camping sucks. I thought maybe I'll come on here and apologize, but no, I dug myself deeper. And that's just how I am, baby. We grab two shovels and go like this. Let's get into this thing. Now, what else did I miss? On the last episode, I did a whole bit about kleptomaniacs, my brother. And a missed joke I had was that when he was interrupting my comedy and my bits, I should have said that he's a klepto and he's stealing the conversation. I missed it. So if you can go back and watch that, another one of my sweet babies, my children, put that context and be like, oh, wow, he came up with another singer. There we go. So that's one of them. Just had to put that out there. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, baby. Whoa, that hurts. Sorry, I didn't mean to blow out your mic, but that's what happens when you're in pain. So... Another miss was that when I was making fun of the person in their little Ziploc baggie that they were so excited to have, I should have said, in all fairness, 
the bag was severely hard to open, so at the very least, it was a quality bag, all right? I tried to get, I was like, how do I freaking get open this, you know? It wasn't working. So, I have to say that in all fairness, as silly it is to love a Ziploc baggie and get upset about it, leave the bag reusable. You know, it was it was pretty good. It was it was high quality. It was military grade Ziploc. You know, the military. I don't know if they had Ziploc bags, but it's like, hey, get down the transit. Hey, you have a snack, peanut butter, jelly, and they gotta pry it open. I don't know. They're strong, but they'll figure it out. It you could be bullet holes. They're bouncing through. Protect the PBJ at all costs. Still good. You know, so it was one of those bags. It was great. So had to say that in all fairness. And the last one was that I was going to talk about the nut milk. And again, nut milk, it doesn't it doesn't sound good. No. You know, it's you know like words when you say things over and over and over again, like it loses its significance, no value. I don't even know what it is. Balloon, 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 balloon. What's a balloon? I don't know. I've said it so many times. You know that whole thing? That doesn't work with nut milk. You say nut milk and it keeps getting grosser and grosser and grosser. So, I don't want to say it anymore. I was hoping maybe if I keep saying nut milk, nut milk, nut milk, that I'm like, what's nut milk? What is that? It doesn't make, it's still disgusting. It's gross. It shivers to my core. So yeah, we're not going to say nut milk anymore. But the reason I was going to say anything was that my, another joke, my point about why alternative, generic, plain, other milk, okay? I don't know what you want to call it. It's more expensive than regular milk. How ridiculous is that, right? You make a generic, a side version, and it's not only way worse, doesn't have all the nutrients, but it's more expensive. What kind of, it's, what? You got real milk, it's got all the nutrients. I'm not getting that from almonds. It's like if you have a, a bag of Honey Nut Cheerios. You go, well, this is Honey Nut Cheerios. All the freaking, it lowers your cholesterol, the vitamins are amazing. They go, oh, we have freaking honey circles. And it's generic, it's off-brand, it's whatever. Doesn't taste as good. Doesn't have any of the nutrients. But it costs three times the price. How is that? What? And, what kind of, and people still supporting none, all, all other milks. Okay. Also, again, it's because it's such a strange property. It's such a strange item that I can't even fathom wanting it and desperately needing it, let alone 18 different versions of it. I don't know who's keeping it in business. I might just stalk the freaking dairy up. Like, what the freak? You know, in a bush. <laughs> who's doing this? Hey, we got a nut milk. <laughs> I'm not going to say that anymore. But anyways, that was one of my misses. I just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> so, yes, I did miss a couple. But camping wasn't one of them. What's going on, guys? Happy to be here. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful time. Two years in, you know. Two years in is a good time i'll tell you what's not a good time though today i was out and i bumped into somebody almost kind of it was a I sh we should have we didn't physically bump but i felt like it was a conversational you know check <laughs> but i bumped into somebody that i had known a good 10 years prior and i was picking up food he works at this establishment and when you're going in, you know when you haven't seen somebody in a long time and you're in a rush and you're thinking, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to die, you know, start the whole thing. So I don't. I go in there, no one says anything. I'm thinking he's going to recognize me, but don't worry, we'll be able to shut it down real quick. I'm thinking, I don't want to be a part of it. Guy doesn't see a thing, doesn't recognize me at all. Now here's the problem, okay, is that I had known this person for a long time. At one point he said I was the favorite of all the Sartorses, which is an experience that as a favorite child I know all too well. It was great, it was glorious, but he didn't even recognize me. So then after I was like, I don't want to be a part of it, I walked away all kind of offended. I was like, how, as someone who had a prestige and honor, right, a crown victor of favoritism to not even be recognized? What is that? Why? How is that fair? I don't know what I'm going to have to do. I, I, I don't know how to feel about it. I think betrayed, <laughs> number one. But I think I'm developing some sort of trust issue just from this experience alone. Because it's like, if you tell me you're your favorite, what does that mean for, you know, my feelings towards other people who have told me that I'm their favorite? How could you say that? Do I got to walk in there with a t-shirt with the both of us on it from 10 years ago? Like, hey, we had experiences. What do you not understand? What the frick? I work at Applebee's. Get out of here. Who are you? It's just not right, man. So 
it's kind of crazy when you have one of those those times where you're like I don't want to be a part of it. It's it, listen, Justin, whatever. You're gonna recognize me. It's gonna be a big deal. But I got somewhere to be. He's like, hey, have a good day. <laughs> what do you, what do you? Was that was that a, like an old catchphrase of ours? You know, you and me have a good day. No, he's like, what? what do you, get out of here. What do you? I got stuff to do. Have a good. Huh? You don't? Yeah, it's, uh, what? So. Anyways, kind of shook me to the core, and I'm feeling a little betrayed. I'll be honest, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to deal with that, but that's just one of the pains that are currently circling my cranium. But anyways, that's life, dude. Sometimes people forget you, and maybe that brings you some sort of solace and comfort, knowing that you could do whatever you want. You stress out in middle school, like, oh, my life's over. I'm embarrassed. People saw me wet my pants. I don't know how I'll move on. (laughs) And... You know, they wouldn't even recognize your face later on. Okay, so bring that. That's some comfort to them. Like, wait, you peed your pants? Why are you even telling me this? That's why. No, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know who you are. So, although I knew who he was. So maybe that just means he's not as sharp as I am. So if you wet your pants in front of me, rest assured, 10 years later, ah, you down. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> what else is going on? Another pain, another painful experience. Let me break this down for you, dude. I went to go watch another dog. Not another dog that I haven't watched before, but the same dog that I brought up an episode or two ago. Okay. I mentioned this was a dog and a family that I am not familiar with. Don't know them. The comfort, the closeness, closure isn't there. Haven't even met the people. Late Friday night. Okay, let me set the stage. I get a text. Tristan, I know it's late. It's an emergency. But do you think you could watch my dog tomorrow? Just tomorrow night. That's it. That's all you got to do. I'm thinking, no, I didn't enjoy it the first time. Why would I want to go back? But then I remembered that on Saturday, I had a previous entanglement that I wasn't so keen on going to. You know, it's like one of those things where you kind of say, hey, yeah, I'll do it. And by the time it rolls around, you go, oh, did I say that? Oh, oh, what was I thinking? I didn't think about that in two weeks I was going to be going, no way. And that's where my brain was. The night before, I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And a new opportunity pops up. I picked the lesser of two evils. I went. I said, yes, I'll go watch the dog. And I went. Got me out of this little engagement. Now, before you judge me for just flaking on people, just know I wasn't a critical piece of this whole thing, this little puzzle. Like, hey, what you doing? I'm like, sure, whatever. whatever. I don't care. It's just when. Like, hey, just a little. So it's a little bit. Barely didn't make a dent. Now, before I go any further, I also say that after I accepted this, and I was like, hey, sorry, there's no problem. They're like, oh, well, no, we actually rescheduled anyway. And I go, great. So I'm still on for that thing. But yes, so I went to go take this thing, hoping I could just get out of this. That's the only reason I took it. All right. And it didn't matter because they rescheduled anyway. I suffered greatly. I roll up. Around 2.58. Okay, she said be there at 3 o'clock. Now that's, you know, for the math wizards, a little two-minute cush, all right? Because I'm just preparing in case anything goes wrong. My coat gets stuck in the door. You don't know what happens, but I prepare. A good Boy Scout, Eagle Scout even, stays prepared. Again, I don't have kids or I've never even been an Eagle Scout. I've never had any kids in an Eagle Scout. I don't know if that's a thing, but I've heard. I've heard that it could be true. Just stay prepared in general and tie lots of knots. Anyways... I show up, two-minute cush, and immediately I see something that wasn't there on my first experience. There's a car in the driveway. I'm going, mm, is this a decoy so thieves don't know that she's home or anything like that? So immediately I'm up to the door, see the, the freaking car, and I'm texting her like, hey, are you home? Am I too early? Was this two-minute cush too much? Nothing, no response. I'm thinking, you know what? Okay. I won't just walk in the door. I'll knock. <laughs> I'll wait. We'll, we'll laugh and figure this out in a second. Nothing. Hmm. Well, now I'm peering through the windows. Hey, is anybody here? What's going on? Text her. Again, nothing. I see the dogs in the crate. I'm like, well, he's away, so clearly no one's home now. So I text her again. Hey, what's going on? Nothing. So I make an executive decision that I'm going to barge into this house whether or not anyone's in here. So I try to open the door. It's locked. It's locked. The door's locked. Mind you, it's pouring rain. 
I was not thrilled to even be waiting these eight minutes or so on the front porch trying to get in here. Like, okay, all right, you got to answer. Text again. Is there any other door? Is the back door locked? Sliding door? What's going on? No answer. I make another executive decision. I'm about to run circles around this house and try and break in. Okay? I can only imagine what the neighbors thought when they saw me pry open windows, back door. Everything is locked. I can't get into the place. So I return to my car. I'm texting. I'm calling. Whoever she was with would have been, oh my gosh, you must also be a favorite child because your phone's being blown up. You know, like I was. I was like, text, what's going on? How do I get in here? I see the dog. You said be here at three o'clock. I can't even go take care of the dog. Now minutes and minutes and minutes are passing. I'm getting slightly frustrated. I'm soaking wet. Can't get into the place. And I'm thinking, was there something I missed? Was there some sort of information? I'm going back through the text. Is this dog going to be critical when I get in there? Because he's got to be let out. He's got to be taken care of. But I can't even get in there. Now a good 20 minutes have passed. And my aunt, who lives close and has taken care of this dog before, I text her like, hey, any chance you know the garage code? Because everything else is locked. She's like, no, I don't. But my aunt is a little bit of sleuth, okay? She knows all the people in the neighborhood. She's, she's texting around. She's like, bup, 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 bup. Little, little undercover. We're hacking the mainframe here. She digs around, finds the code. I go, yes, yes. A good 35 minutes have passed at this point where I'm sitting in the driveway and again, still texting and calling. Nothing. Hey, I'm using two phones. Are you here? Nothing. I can't get a response. So I get the garage code. And I kid you not, milliseconds before I get out and try and punch in this coat, a school bus pulls up. And I watch some kids get out and go, please, please, please do not begin to walk down this driveway. And then they do. They walk down the freaking driveway. Like, oh, great. Wait, what are you doing here? There was no kids on the menu. I was not told about this. Now, the reason this provokes more stress in me than it could have before is that my aunt had mentioned Hey, the kids will be in the neighborhood. I don't know if she thinks you're going to be there with them. I don't know what the plan is because no one knows. No one knows what the situation is. There's a lot of uncertainty going about. Kid begins to walk up. Never met him. Again, don't met, don't know anything about the family. We don't know each other. He kind of looks at me like, who's in the driveway? Walks. Now, I have the garage code. I can get in here. I'm thinking, what do I do now? I can't get out and just go into the house because the kid's here now. We, I don't, we, we, we're not on good terms. I don't have his number. I don't have anyone's number. I can't even text the person like, hey, he's your kid here. What's the plan? And the last thing I want to do after looking like I was trying to break into the house is follow a kid into his house. And then he's playing games like, hey, yeah, guys, are going to be looking to have a good the fr Someone broke in the house. Like, hey, just here to eat some more of your Halloween candy because that's what I did last time. Because, you know, not I needed to, but it was just something that I feel like should have happened, you know, just a little bit. It's like a bucket list item. You just want to be able to say that you did it. Bungee jumping, skydiving. Like, hey, I had someone's Halloween candy. So anyways, I decided not to do that. I decided not to follow this guy in. Just a grown man following a kid into his own house. You know how terrifying that's got to be? I liked it. I thought through it. And I thought, no, 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 no. I'm going to text my aunt again and try and figure out what's going on. I can't. Does she expect me to go in there and do that? Is she going to text the kid? Does he know I'm arriving? And also, even if that's the case, having a sleepover with a 10-year-old was not on the freaking thing. That was not on the brochure. I have no interest in doing that. Like, hey, if he's home, take, he can take care of the dog. What am I doing here? Why did I give you a two-minute cush when I'm here now for 45 minutes in the driveway? And I don't know what to do. So anyways, I don't follow the kid. But then he passes the whole garage door and he begins to walk around back. I'm like, okay, he maybe knows a secret way in or something. You know, I don't know what the deal is. Kid disappears. I know the back doors aren't locked. Where did he go? How did he get in? I look around because I got to make sure. Now, I don't want to follow this kid around, but I have to make sure that this kid didn't just die. I know he's not my responsibility, but God forbid something happens. What do they say? Hey, was any adult around that could monitor the situation? Okay. And I was like, hey, yeah, I was here. I saw the kid wander around in the rain, in the dark. He's like, you didn't make sure he got in safely? It wasn't my, my job. Officers, hey, you're an adult. Make sure the kid's okay. So now, just a little side quest in my brain is going, did you just lose a kid? He wasn't even your job, but did you somehow take the responsibility of watching this kid and he's gone now? I hope he got on the side, but I don't know. I have no way of contacting anybody or figuring out what's happening. It's been 50 minutes. I'm stuck in the rain. I'm still soaked in my car. And I text my aunt like, I don't know what to do. What am I, what is the situation? I can't get in contact with his mother or the I don't know what's happening. 
So she says, you know what? Come back to my house. We'll rendezvous. We'll just figure it out. And I do. And she does some more sleuthing and finds out that the kid knows that I'm going to be there and that he will be leaving and that he'll text us when she goes and that I didn't have any information about this at all the whole time. So then we text the kids like, hey, just let us know when you'll be leaving because you have this other person that's going to watch your dog. I don't know why he had to show up an hour and a half, but he did because he was told to. He even gave a two minute cush. Not that that matters at all anymore. So now I'm sitting in my aunt's house. I'm still soaked. I'm like, what am I doing? What, what's going on? I can't. Does she always do this? How do I not contact this person? You know, listen, here's the thing. I don't need you to answer your phone perfectly. But if you ask a favor out of someone on an instant emergency 24 hour turnaround, the least you can do within a three to four to eight hour time frame is pick up the phone and say, hey, this is how you get in. Or not even that before anything happens. Tell me what to do. So anyways, I'm at my aunt's house for probably two hours or more. I don't know how much time has passed, but I'm just sitting around and we're talking about fun things, exciting middle school drama, you know, just having a good time. It's fun. It's exciting there. And the dogs like me. So I was enjoying that. But geez, Louise, dude, it was it was a weird situation where I'm just waiting. And also, before I say anything else, I had an audition to do that day, which was critical that I couldn't do. I was planning on getting there in the house. That was part of my two-minute gush plan, was to get in there, set up, bang, bang, bang. I have a good three hours before I can do this audition. I didn't get into the house until three hours later. Didn't get to do it. Couldn't make it in. Also, I was soaked, so what good does walking around in these wet clothes like, hey, hire me. My name is Tristan Sartorius. I'd love to audition for your part. I've been camping. I don't have dry clothes, but I love a sunrise. So anyways, that's the whole spiel, and eventually the kid leaves. He texts us. Actually, he doesn't even text us. We have to text him like an hour and a half later. He's like, hey, you're going to let us know when you leave, right? Kid says, hey, oh, well, yeah, I, I left. I forgot about that. So clearly not getting back to people runs in the family. <laughs> so I zip on over there. The audition's out the window. Now, listen, I'm trying not to be frustrated, but listen, frustrated was what I was. It was a whole experience. Now... Get this, the fun is just beginning. That was just, that was an unforeseen circumstance. I don't like this dog, okay? And that's because he doesn't like me. I walk in there, and the last time I'd watched him, I thought we had made good progress. I thought we were getting somewhere. I know he still didn't trust me, but at least there was some familiarity. But no, just like the guy from Applebee's, none of it matters. No matter how much time I've spent, he doesn't know who I am. And he freaks out and he pees. He pees and he poops. He goes, who are you? Craps his pants. Okay. He's scared. But don't worry. Ten to years, some people will forget about it. I guess I won't though. But so I'm going to laugh. And if he run, bumps into me at Applebee's, this dog, I'll be like, hey, dude, I remember you pooped your pants. Okay. So anyways, it's unfortunate. And I have just a 24 hours just to deal with this this loser. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good dog. He just, you know, I bet he has trouble contacting his people. Like, hey, but, uh, hey you're going to feed me today. You contact him on the phone. But no, no steps, no response. So, yeah, we dealt with him. And here's what's interesting about this dog also. I made really good progress for just a moment. We were laying down. He comes later. He's like, oh, you're okay. Gets fine. Closer. And I'm petting him. I'm scratching his belly. He's now laying and jumping all over me. He wants to be pet, wants to be pet. Then I stand up and immediately he forgets who I was. Runs around, screams, barks like, what? Is, is height the difference? Wow. You know? Like, if you see a guy, then two years later, he's a six inches taller. Like, I don't even know who you are, man. I thought you were that guy. What are you doing up here? Are you better than me or something? So anyways, lots of trust issues, and it was it was hard to watch. It was hard to be a part of, let alone the fact I couldn't even get the lady to pay me for, like, I don't know, a few days, almost a week. I was like, hey, what's going on? I contacted her about the dog. Too. Was, no response. Whole time I was there. I'm even saying, hey, just what's the plan? What's the situation here? Going to leave? What's the time? Yeah, I don't like that. I'm not too keen. I'm not fond of people when they don't answer. So I won't be going back. All right. That's just that's the 
that's the fact of the matter. <clears throat> it was it was an experience I had, but I have no plans on returning. Right? Thanks for the memories, even though it's too great. He'll dislike you on the wheel. I don't know the words. Uh, <laughs> I almost said the thing, but I laughed it off. So that's a little trick you can use in your repertoire and, you know, bounce around accountability. So what else is happening, man? What else is happening? Oh, the insurance stuff. I don't know if I touched on this in the last couple episodes, but since I got in an accident, they've been trying to settle, going back and forth. Hey, we can we put this under the books? You know, that's what they want to do. They don't want an open claim. And I had all kinds of lawyers and people contact me saying, don't settle, Tristan, don't settle. And I did. I did settle now, but I didn't settle on the first one. They're like, hey, we'll give you $500. But I was like, Five, I, there's, there's a lot of inconvenience going around. I still want to go to some chiropractors. I want to figure out what happened because I wasn't really working, constant headaches, whatever. But as all the lawyers and people were saying, we should get more money. We should get more money. I I didn't settle for what they said. We doubled it. Okay. I, they wanted more. I said, hey, give me some more. And they said, okay, fine. We'll do it. So as as fun as that was. I got some money out of it, although was the money even worth the whole inconvenience? That's what I told her, the straight up. It's weird because it's like some sort of negotiation where they're saying, we want more money, we want more money. It's like, I just don't want to, can I just leave this? Like, I need, I'm going to go to the doctor or something like that. Like, we'll just pay you off for your troubles. It's interesting, man. And they're sticklers too. I didn't think they'd go for it. I said, I have been through hell and back. I don't know what I'm doing. And I made it a little bit more dramatic. Okay. So. That was sometimes you have to pitch it like that. You'd be like, I didn't ask to be hit by somebody. I didn't ask to be in pain. And like, did he type out tears here? How did he do that? So it was a tearjerker. My whole thing. I started, I read it back to, you know, proofread to make sure it sounds good. I started crying from like an outside of experience. Like, who's this guy? He was cleaning out his garage for his father and he gets struck in the back by a man who's cross-eyed and now he has headaches and he can't walk and they just want to offer him a few dollars to try and get out of the, the stress and inconvenience. Double the money, why, for the poor man? And they did, so that's a little negotiation tactic. Make sure you cry, okay? And they will believe you, so it's good to have that settled. More than the money, I don't really care about the money. I'm just happy that it's freaking over with. I was planning on getting my own car insurance right before this happened, but I was like, I don't know if I can do that in the middle of a complaint, you know, even though it wasn't my fault. If I tried to settle something, like get into a new plan, it would be like, hey, you know, we see that you're currently in the middle of a whole hostage negotiation. What's going on? Can we have to wait this thing out? Like, oh my gosh. So thrilled to get that out of the way, dude thrilled feels good but don't get in a car accident because one it's painful and two if you're even trying to settle it they're very stingy they say you're not in pain you don't know what it's like and this lady was trying to climb the ladder right she was like i'm looking for that promotion not gonna give this don't worry boss not gonna give this guy anything what he wants five dollars screw it 250 so feels good to have that out of the way what else is happening oh i want to say this real quick i have a habit of stubbing my toe i don't know why okay I have a habit of hurting myself in general, and I just kind of have this fight. You know, you have the fight or flight response, right? When something happens, you're like, hey, do I fight or do I run or whatever? I have the fight response in all cases, and this happens even when I hurt myself, you know? Like, I just, I dropped a freaking weight bench on my foot, and I'm like, oh, you know? Like, you just got to stay ready, and I don't know what it is, but something about hurting yourself, it just... It gets you so riled up, and it's so embarrassing two seconds later because, like, who are you mad at? The inanimate object, right? My mom was doing dishes, and I walked by, washed my hands, threw my hands in the hot fire. Like, oh, what? You know, you, you want some of this? Not to my mom, but to the water. You know, like, you get mad. You bump your head on a cupboard door, and you're looking to swing. But then it becomes so embarrassing. Like, who are you mad at? The world? Because you didn't look up before you smacked yourself in the face? So it's just one of those things, man. I, I dropped a freaking whole bench on my foot and I'm going, ah, and I feel like I'm ready to square up and go against anybody for a good two and a half seconds. You know, it doesn't last long because you realize, you know, it's your fault, <laughs> but it's embarrassing, dude. It's embarrassing. There's nothing more embarrassing than hurting yourself. I would argue. Okay. Whether you're tripping or falling, it doesn't matter if anybody's around. It's one of those things where embarrassment and humiliation don't require a second party, right? You don't need people. 
It's one of the, like a lot of things can be embarrassing, but they're only embarrassing if someone else sees you. If you wet the bed, granted, it's pretty shameful, but if no one knows about it, it's not like you're going to be walking throughout the rest of the day like, oh my gosh, oh, they don't know about that. No, you don't care. It doesn't matter. You spill food on stuff. If no one sees it, it doesn't matter. Embarrassment, more often than not, requires a second opinion. Okay, and other people going, ha, 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 point and laugh at the guy who can't do stuff right. But hurting yourself does not matter. If nobody's around, I bonk my head and I go, ha, oh, I'm the idiot, you know. And on top of that, it hurts. You almost get knocked out. You walk into some bangs like, yeah, 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 and then you realize you're a fool. Talk about a rude awakening. Coming to grips with the fact that you're just not as smart as you think, man. So yeah, that's what's been happening, dude. I think it's been a lot of pain. Again, another perspective switch. Guy doesn't recognize me. I'm dealing with a dog who hates me, who also doesn't recognize me. And I'm dealing with a lot of stress trying to get through an insurance settlement because they don't recognize my pain. And then I'm hurting myself. I'm more pain because I don't recognize my environment. So a lot of recognition stands to be recognized. I don't know. But that's what's been going on, man. It's pain, 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 pain. But that's okay because I'm still I haven't looked at things and really felt like, oh, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks. No, it's the second year of this podcast. It's great, dude. Episode 105. It's a toddler, but you know what? The episodes are so many, so many children, so many. If you want to look at this, kids were an age. Like, if I walk in there, this full circus can get the senior citizen discount. 105. 105. You got to be healthy. Speaking of health, that's a little segue for you. I have been on top of my health gain. Because I, I booked a job I have to do soon. And I'm actually, I'm a little hesitant about saying that. Last time I booked something. Well, the last time. Just one of the things I booked. I booked many things. Okay, in the meantime. But one of the things I booked. One of my most exciting things I had booked. Was taken away from me. Just moments before his time. So even saying I booked something. I don't feel okay to tell everybody. No, hey, look at me. We did it. We did it. I'm going to wait until it's recorded. Everything is set in stone before anything happens. I'll just tell most of the people I know. Not all my friends and family, okay? Some of the uncles and the grandmas, they'll be excluded, but most people don't know, and if it doesn't work out, I hope you forget it, and you just don't recognize that. Look at that, more recognition puns. So yeah, that's what's happening, and obviously I can't talk about the job, but I can talk about the fact that part of it has to do with, you know, teeth nice shiny teeth right the lights aren't even on right now I just stuck a giant mirror back there shine it right and I've been doing that okay very on top of my game with the teeth even got some whitening strips and it's very awkward because you're just walking around like hey I got duct tape on my teeth and I was I don't know how it's supposed to work but it feels comfortable feels okay and on top of that my hands right so it's it's a very it's teeth and hands which if you told anybody that, it just sounds like a weird, what kind of job? What are you doing with your teeth in your hands? And I can't say anything more. So what an awkward situation. Let your imaginations run. But my hands have to be very nice and clean, and so does my mouth and my teeth. But I can't weight lift properly. So I got to make sure I'm not calloused up and not really destroying my hands leading into this thing. So now I'm wearing gloves as I'm working out. So now I got duct tape on the teeth and I'm wearing baseball mitts while I'm curling weight. And I just feel like an idiot. But it's one of those things where that's what it means to be healthy. Sometimes being a complete fool is awkward. And you know what? I wasn't embarrassed because no one else was around. Okay. So if you want to whiten your teeth or wear baseball mitts, both right-handed and left-handed, do it in the comfort of your own home and don't let anyone see. Because if someone did see, I'd be like, hey, I, I'm, it's a, I don't know, baseball. What do you say in that situation? There's no excuse for that. You just have to say shame out loud. Shame. That's how you know when something's really bad. Someone catches you in the act and you're like, oh, shame, shame. When an emotion is so strong that all you can say is what it is. Sad, angry, sad. <laughs> happy, 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 happy to be here. And I do say that, but that's when the emotions are real, when you can't even just display them. Sometimes words literally speak louder than actions. 
a dumb phrase, but whatever, you know, happy. I'm not going to see your smile from your smile from quarter mile away, quarter smile. But you know what I will hear? Happy. Okay. Sometimes you just got to say what you're feeling. But anyways, what was I talking about? Yes. My hands are my teeth. I'm feeling good. Feeling clean. And that's just part of being in show business. Okay. It's part of being in show business. Now, I think that's basically it. That's all I really want to talk about. But I want to try something else. Okay. Now that we're in year two of the podcast, it's important to keep on trying to tackle the news. All right. Look at some things and just freaking, you know, like a linebacker. Now, previously, we don't do a great job of tackling. When we tackle the news here at Full Circus, it's more like a two-hand touch. Like, hey, yeah, okay, that's good enough for me. Don't need to wrap you up and take you to the ground. But I'm trying to work on that. We need to do a little bit better at really tackling hard-hitting journalism or at least acknowledging someone else's journalism and then making fun of it. But that's okay. So this was a few weeks ago or something, and I just wanted to get your take and give my take on this as well. The Paris Fashion Week or whatever, it came across my, my timeline on Twitter. I don't know what the whole fashion thing is. I don't belong in fashion. But as someone in showbiz, okay, who clearly shows up for the part, comes in pizza socks and all, cramp, 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 you know, as someone who is in showbiz, has shiny teeth and nice hands and wears a Tom and Jerry shirt, I think I am well equipped to speak on a Paris fashion show. Now, it's not so much the show itself, but I'll put a photo up. There was one dress, outfit, costume. I don't know how to describe it. That really just, it flew. It was all over my Twitter, and I don't even know why. I don't subscribe to any fashion. My fashion nonsense, okay? <laughs> it begins and ends in nothing. Most, But the hardest part of doing this show, right, two years, great accomplishment. The hardest part of the show is figuring out which shirt to wear that I didn't wear on the last one. Okay, I don't want you guys knowing I wore the same shirt all week. Like, is this different one? So I'm checking. I have three shirts, okay? So they just cycle through. So that's the most difficult part. I'm not really well-equipped fashion-wise to, to take on this, but I do want to say something. Okay, now look at this. This is Doja Cat. I think that's how you're saying the name, but it was some sort of ruby dress, and it was red, and people are just hooping and hollering and applauding this person because it's so bold and fierce and crazy. Now, here's my take, okay? You can wear whatever you want. You should never shame somebody. For what they're doing but that doesn't mean you can't judge them okay now judgment in itself i don't think is a bad act it's, as long as it's not harsh judgment i just more of an interesting take i think my whole comedic present or at least where my mindset i've talked about this before i'm a why i'm a questioner and i have to figure out things because i feel like my brain doesn't always work the same as other people's that i have to go why is this applauded you know, not, I'm not saying it looks bad. I mean, you know, <laughs> but I'm saying at what point did just bold and ludicrous takes become the thing that we go, oh, my gosh, that's incredible. Right. You, you can't just applaud everything because they took a big swing. That's like, listen, I walk outside with my hair looking complete trash. But no one goes, oh, my gosh, big swing by Tristan Sartorius. He showed up here looking homeless. If I showed up there wearing blue jeans and another Tom and Jerry shirt, do they go, oh, way to go against the curve, boy. You've you've outdone yourself. You've done out everyone here. We're so impressed. So it's one of those things where, you know, maybe I don't mean the judge, but I think I am just more interested in why or since when is everything a home run? You could take big swings, but if everything's a home run, is any of it a home run? At some point, you have to strike out. That's part of the thing. We need to be like, hey, Lady Gaga, the hot dog costume not working. Come back. Get the drawing board. Show up next year with something big. At what point can we just look at someone and go, hey, you look terrible, you know? It's just in point blank, not in a mean way. I don't think you need to be mean to somebody and say you look terrible. Or whatever it is. But I feel like as far as terms of good or greatness goes, you have to go, oh, you know, you just look like Elmo in a dress or Pistachio, the cherry man in the Master of Disguise. Sometimes it just doesn't work. And that's what it is. And 
And maybe I'm just jealous because nobody's complimenting my pizza socks. Big swing out of the pizza sock, man. But I'm interested. I think I'm interested. I, I don't mean to judge, but I'm just like, how does that happen? Where, where, where do we come at him when we go, That's this is not it, you know? You try. You did it. We do that with movies. People put a lot of work and, and talent and effort into making a, a good movie, and sometimes it just doesn't work. And what do we say? That's not a good movie, sir. Right? Like the Master of Disguise. Loved the movie. Took a lot of man hours. I think people tried a good bit. But I know people who just hate it. They despise it. But you can't just recognize. I don't know. I don't know what the take is. I think the fact that if you're going to just love everything that has any effort, then we have to love everything that has every effort. Every little piece of art and every little thing. But I don't know. I don't know what my take is, but I thought that was, listen, okay, but now not being subjective and not just being like, oh, big swing, big swing, big swing. It's kind of ridiculous, you know, that you just go straight up cherry pie or whatever, and that's like, oh, it's insane. Fashion now is not about what are you wearing, which is also kind of like, what are you wearing? Uh, yeah, you know what I'm wearing, okay? What does it matter whose name is on this? Do you like it or not? I think when people say that, hey, what are you wearing? I don't know any fashion designers, so don't be prepared for any great comedic chops. Is Louis, but does he make suits? I don't know. But if someone's just like, what is it? You take a guess. What do you think? And they're like, I don't know. It's so-and-so, the guy from Paris. It's beautiful. I love it. And you're like, no, got this from the Dollar Tree. But thanks. So wouldn't that be funny? And then they they say the thing. He's like, oh, I think it's this guy. And he's like, no, what the? This is a $3 million suit. You thought it was that? It's a different side quest of a thought. How come the guys never wear anything crazy like this? It's always the women who wear the the cherry dresses and the and oh here's an, here's another one that was at that same that same Paris thing. Look, we're tackling the news. This is really hard hitting. Another one of the dresses was now listen. This is where I feel for the cherry lady here is because as silly as I think it looks, fashion it is art. It's subjective. So I guess I'm throwing out my whole opinion. But it, you know, I made my point now. And if the people who hate camping want to come after me again, I'll defend it. So, for the cherry lady, as silly as it looks, at least it took a good, you know, four hours to put your buttons, da, 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 whatever. Now, there was another one. I think it was Kylie. I don't know these people. Okay. Again, this is not the, if I'm going to be tackling any news, this isn't the place to do it. But there was somebody, Kylie Jenner, I think, showed up at the same place just wearing a plain black dress, but she's got a whole lion on her shoulder, you know? And it's silly. That's silly too. At what point do you go, oh, fears. You have animals on you but it's just a regular thing can i show up with a t-shirt but then also just put on a freaking anteater on my shoulder and a gazelle on my left and they go oh fashion there he is now they're playing i don't think so i think it's just silly and ridiculous but again maybe not my place to see but you know i'm in show business i think i have a right to say this is a little strange what are you doing so I would be mad. If I was Cherry Girl, I'd be like, what the frick? You know how much work I put in to be this ridiculous and you got that ridiculous in two seconds? How are you outdoing me and the oddities? When that took you one, one sec, you just freaking tied a bunch of rubber bands and what? <laughs> what? So, I don't know. It looks like the freaking Lionsgate pictures. Like Her shoulder looks like the opening of Tom and Jerry. <laughs> but anyways... Fashion is interesting. It's interesting to me. And I wish I knew more about fashion. I wish I was more fashionable. But at the very least, I wish people said, hey, you take big swings. I do. What other adult do you see trying this little? You know? Like, that's got to be a big swing in itself. Like, dude, he's... Look at this guy. He tried 0%. He didn't give it his all. He didn't give it his half. He didn't give it any of his. He just woke up and walked out there. His hair looked like that, you know, like it's the complete antithesis of what the cherry girl stands for. She's like effort, 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 silly, silly, silly. At least it's kind of, put the, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, but you know, I take big swings. Okay. I take big swings and I'm striking out constantly. And on top of that, the crowd is going, boo, boo, put on a shirt, <laughs> wear something new. How are you 24 years old and you don't have a pair of khakis? <laughs> and... 
And it's not fair, man. It's not fair. But also speaking of the Lionhead girl, this is where I just this is where I just realized I'm complete out of my element. If you look <laughs> so there it's a weird thing. Okay, you know how crazy it is when you wear a Tom and Jerry shirt and you see someone else who also has a Tom and Jerry shirt and you go, Wow, what the frick? What are the chances that a freaking mass produced t shirt is worn by somebody else? You know, then you get a little mad. I was wearing this first, I think. I mean, it depends on how early you woke up, sir. I'm at 1130 a.m. Okay, I'll take it off. You woke up before the sun. Good for you. Good for you. So <laughs> it's one of those things where you get a little upset because this is my identity. Whatever I'm wearing, you kind of associate with yourself. This is my identity. I'm taking a big swing here. Now, that's kind of odd in and of itself to see somebody else wearing a Tom and Jerry shirt, right? You'd be like, whoa, look at these guys. Now, what? this is the Paris Fashion Week. And Kylie Jenner, again, I think, is wearing a freaking lion on her head. This is the most unique, again, weird, but unique thing you could probably ever wear is behead a lion and stick it on your shoulder. At least put on a mask, but it's besides the point. But you got a freaking lion. Now... They're doing their little runway thing. And look at this, dude. Somebody else shows up with a lion on their shoulder. What are the chances? It's like you wear the dumbest thing you could ever think of. And someone's like, yes, I'm also on that same boat. And then they go to the same fashion thing. So now does it take away the whole uniqueness? And they both are pissed at each other. Because like, oh, now can this, 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 I don't know how fashion works. But if you're going to, anyone's going to be a plot, that's why they had to talk about the cherry girl. Because she's the only one. It's like, no one's doing this. There is no other cherry girl. But they're wearing a lion. There's a lion. There's a lion on both. There's two lions. Now, this whole fashion thing is starting to the safari. Look at it. And the lion doesn't even have a good face on his face. You know, he looks kind of like I'm just, he, he just doesn't even look excited to be there. So it's just kind of, it, I don't know if I can laugh the same as I laughed the first time I did, but it was just hilarious to me that you can show up with just the most outlandish thing possible. Think of the craziest thing you could ever wear somewhere and then go to the family reunion and someone else is wearing that too, right? Dress up as Pennywise the Clown and then you're going to church. And then you see another guy, you're like, hey, what? What are you doing? How is this possible? So <laughs> it just makes me happy just to know that everybody, as silly as this, is on the same wavelengths. And, you know, I don't know if we should judge anybody for this, but I think we should ridicule them. No, that's not what I'm saying. What was I saying again? Oh, yeah. Why? 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 I don't understand, dude. I take big swings, too. But you know what? Look, this is going to be the best closer. <laughs> In 10 years, Guy at Applebee's won't recognize them either. What's up? <laughs> yeah, dude. Two years. <laughs>